Wow, what a good God we serve. I, I'm, uh, praise God, um, we're going to um, dive into our key verse uh, out of Mark 11, if you want to do that. Praise the Lord. And uh, Mark 11, praise the Lord. Did you come to receive tonight? What happens when you come to receive? You receive, amen. That's really up to, up to us as receivers, amen. I mean, you sure hope the preacher man's anointed, amen, and doing what he should be doing, right? Come on now, but uh, when it really comes down to it, no matter how anointed he is, if you didn't come to receive, you're probably not going to go home with anything. And uh, so you got a really purpose to be a receiver. And uh, besides that, it's always good that you're a receiver because you're pulling and if you're pulling, you pull it, you know, you pull us to the next level, us as preacher men and women, amen, those that are up here, amen. It just helps us a lot when you're pulling, amen. And it usually comes out better that way, you know, who'd thought, right? So the anointing, the anointing just, you know, makes everybody look better, praise the Lord, yeah. So what are you saying, I have an excuse, if it ain't good, then I gotta, I blame you, is that what Well, I won't do that, but but it does help when everybody's on board, amen. So we're going to go again to a key verse. We've been talking, uh, you know, through the course of the year, our, our, our whole theme this year is the year of empowerment, a year of uh, growth and development. And um, so on Wednesday nights, uh, I began to just talk about this life of faith, amen, and who we are as, as faith people, men and women of God, walking by faith what that means. So every week kind of coming at this in a different, a little bit different angle, but our key verse, of course, was Mark 11, 22, and Jesus, of course, answering, uh, uh, actually it was, I believe it was Peter that made the comment, he, he made comment about the fig tree, and if you remember that uh, we did take one week and just kind of dove into that whole text there, um, that uh, Jesus, you know, cursed the fig tree, and of course the next time they walked by, it was withered up, you know. And so uh, they made comment about it, and obviously it must have been noticeable or they wouldn't have made comment about it, right? So pretty noticeable, and of course, then Jesus' answer to it, uh, to it was, have faith in God, amen. Now, um, uh, your Greek will bring out, literally, it brings out, have the faith of God. In other words, do it like, in other words, he's telling them, do it like I do it. And then he goes on to, you know, say, and in this text, of course, he's dealing with the fig, or dealing with the speak unto the mountain, tell that mountain be moved from here to there, and it'll be moved, you know. But one of the texts, I believe it's Matthew's text, he brings out, he says, the same way that it was done to the fig tree is how you speak to the mountain, that situation, that thing that tries to tower over you. Speak to that thing, commands to be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and it shall be removed, and it be gone, right? Praise God. So he's saying... Have that kind of faith. That's what we do. This is how it works. Amen. Something may, you don't need to change something. You speak to it. Amen. And that's how it works. So uh, let's look at the ma uh, Amplified uh, account. Brings out a kind of a key deal. Jesus, of course, replied saying, have faith in God. But it, it adds to it here in the Amplified constantly. Amen. How many know that's pretty key? It isn't just, you know, when, when, when it feels comfortable. Come on, somebody. Or when, um, when it's convenient. Right? Everybody say constantly. Amen. Being consistent with it, praise God. And that's, of course, we'll probably minister on that coming up here, too. But um, let's go to the, is it the message translation, Ben, I gave you? 
So the message translation, uh, at least bring out the first part of this, says Jesus was matter of fact, he said, embrace this God life. Everybody say, embrace the God life. Embrace this God life, really embrace it, and nothing will be too much for you. And of course, he goes on to say, this mountain, for instance, just say, go jump in the lake, no shuffling or shilly-shallying, amen, and it's as good as done. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So anyway, praise God. So he, he brings out, embrace the God life. Now, do it, live this, this faith life, amen. Uh, now, let's, uh, let's go to Hebrews 10. We're going to spend really the, the, the remainder of our time in the book of Hebrews tonight. Uh, but we're going to again read a text that we've read uh, before just because talking about this God life, this faith life. Amen. Hallelujah. And so verse 37 of chapter 10, and he says this, uh, For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now, of course, uh, I think every time I read this, I bring it out. This is actually a text out of Habakkuk, okay, and it doesn't say he who is coming, but rather says that which is coming, and in context, what he's talking about is the dream or the vision or the word, whatever God spoke to you or put in your heart, that if you will use your faith, you walk by faith, that which you believe for, that which you're pressing in for will not tarry, it will come to pass, amen? So that's what it's bringing out, and it goes on, verse 38, now the just, talking about you and me, shall live by faith. Amen. So the just again, the word just there uh, means justified, just, righteous, righteousness. Okay, so all that's the same, it's all the same Greek word. And it just means in right standing or to be in a place of right standing with. Rightness, it means. So the word is very clear that based on what Jesus did for you and me, by you receiving Christ as your Lord, it brought you into a place, the word says, made you the righteousness of God, made you the righteousness of God. You're not trying to be righteous, all right? So a lot of times people mix up righteousness and holiness. Holiness might be a way that you conduct life, how you live life, whereas righteousness is your identity. You're already in right standing with God if you've received Christ. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for you. Amen. That's, uh, and it takes faith to receive that. So he says, the just, that's you and me then, the just shall live or conduct their life by, by faith. That's how it works. And he says, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. All right? Brings no satisfaction, that word means. Brings no satisfaction to him. All right? So we're not those who draw back, right? See, it says that, it, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure. In other words, faith doesn't draw back. Faith always moves forward. All right? So, of course, verse 39, then it clarifies it, right? Now, remember, this is all a quote out of Habakkuk. But we are not of those who draw back, right? Because of who we are. He says, listen, you're, you're children of God. Amen. You're the just. You're the righteous. Amen. We live by faith. We don't draw back. Amen. We're the people that move forward, not draw back, right? We're not of those who draw back to perdition or destruction. In other words, there's nothing else back there, right? We don't need none of that mess no more. So we move forward, but it says, but we are of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Some may say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So one of the key things you bring out when you talk about the life of faith is that faith is always moving forward. It's not backing up. Amen. So with that said, then it goes into chapter 11. So go ahead and put that up, Ben. Chapter 11, verse 1, please. Let's go to verse 1. All right. So verse 1 just says this. Now, 
faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So now he goes on to talk about this life of faith and what it means. What is this faith stuff he's talking about? Amen. Now, again, let's give a definition. We've done that every week, but let's do it again. The word faith, again, is defined as, the, actually, the Greek word is pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, the Greek word. It means a belief in or to believe, right? It means a persuasion or conviction. It means reliance or a dependence upon. Words like assured, confident, or trust. These are all synonyms to this word faith, amen. So anytime you talk about having faith in God, then what it means is we're having, we have confidence in God, right? We have trust in God, right? In fact, trust is really is the Old Testament word for faith. It uses the word in, in the Old Testament. The, the, the key word there is trust, and it really means the same thing as our New Testament word faith, all right? So faith, trust, confidence, reliance, or dependence upon. So whenever you're going to say you're going to have faith in God, you're going to, you're relying on God, right? You're depending on God. In other words, He's your source, right? Nothing else is your source. He's your source, right? Right? You're believing in Him. Your conviction. Now, these are all key words for where we're going today, okay? So when you start looking at the, just the definition of this word, uh, it becomes pretty, pretty, uh, pretty key with what we're going to deal with today. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the expressions of faith. And really, when you start looking at the definition of faith, that's exactly what it is. Okay, it's all different expressions, different ways to express our faith. And uh, so when you talk about, uh, again, you go back and you think belief or to, to believe in something. Okay, well, I'm going to put my belief in him, right? I'm going to believe what he said, right? Right? I'm not going to be in, you know, what he, several times he said, no more unbelief, but rather believe. Right, so you can you can be, you know, you can be a believer in God and still walk in unbelief. Well, you don't want to be guilty of that mess, right? The word says that you can walk in doubt as a believer. Come on, right? So in doubt, you know, just means really taking on a second thought, uh, wavering, okay, staggering, and so uh, these are things that can kind of somehow hinder your faith. All right, so. Pistis, the word faith means to believe or belief in a conviction. Right, right, to be, have conviction. Sometimes, you know, that's, that's all you got. You're moving along. What do I do now? Well, stand, stand firm. Amen. Well, I, I, you know, I, all I know is this is what I have to do. Well, then that's what you do, right? That's your conviction, right? Are you still with me? You're assured of something. Amen. So anyway, think of all that as we're, we get into this, okay? So uh, verse 1 again, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So verse 2, please. Let's, now we're going to work through chapter 11 today, all right? For by, the, for by it, in other words, by this faith that he's talking about, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony, all right? So now we're going to talk about some, some of our elders, right? Come on. Talk about, you know, our patriarchs of faith a little bit today, okay? Remember, verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, it gives substance to what you expect, amen, and it gives proof of even the unseen. And then he says, for by that faith, that kind of faith, is how these patriarchs of faith lived, amen. All right, so 
testimony, a good testimony. The word testimony means a witness or an expression, okay, and that's kind of where we're getting our title for today, the expression of faith, because uh, pretty much all through the chapter 11 is different ways where men and women of God express their faith, and they go down in the hall of faith, famers, come on somebody, hallelujah, as men and women of faith because of a way they express their faith, praise God, and they get recorded, praise the Lord. So, does anybody know who the first people are that get recorded, the first person that gets recorded? Who's the first patriarch or first person of faith that gets recorded? Okay, what, most everybody says what? Huh? Says Abel. Well, actually, verse 3 gives us our first one. For by faith we... Do you know you're listed? Somebody says, well, I don't know. That really means me. Yeah, no. It says, by faith, we understand that the worlds or the ages were framed by the word of God. How many believe that everything that's around us, amen, came into existence based on his word that was spoke? Now, see, I think everybody here believes that. Now, if you don't, you probably should by the end of the day. <laughs> now, the point is this. Listen, you got it. Because when you start getting into faith, talking about this, see, that's an expression of faith. You know, somebody says, well, you know, didn't God do a good job in those mountains? You think, oh, man, wow. What a good God, right? I mean, man, a, a little baby born and you're holding this little thing in your hand and, and, all, and all you can do is just look. You go, oh. does such good work, right? Now, some people might want to argue, but in all honesty, after a little while, they realize that that's stupid. So anyway, there's no reason. To, you can't argue with it. I mean, I just take a look around, and the, you can look up above in the skies. You can see nothing but God's creation. You look at the mountains, amen, and they even look prettier when there's white on them. Come on, somebody. And, uh, you know, I mean, you can go on and on and on. You can take a, uh, you know, you can just look at how the body's been developed, you know, and everything else. So we're talking, you know, uh, whether we're talking some minute, you know, the atom and how it functions and everything, all the way to the stars, the planets, everything. I mean, everywhere you look, you see God's creation. Let me ask another question. How many believe you're going to heaven? Amen. I know I've asked this a lot of times, so just, just humor me, okay? So how many really believe you're going there? Amen. Now, why do you believe you're going there? I mean, have you actually been there? Now, maybe once in a while, somebody says, you know, they had this out-of-body experience or something, and it happens. Paul, Paul's seen it. Come on. And every now and then, there's a patriarch of faith or somebody that writes about some experience they had, right? Come on. So it might happen. But you know as well as I do that probably, you know, 999 in 1,000 have probably never experienced heaven itself or seen it. Come on, somebody. It's probably that higher number than that. But anyway, the bottom line is this. We, by faith, understand there is such a place called heaven. Now, the point I'm trying to make with this today is that's an expression. You've never been there, but yet you believe it, and you believe you're going there. Okay, You can, you can walk outside, and if somebody said, 
Oh, no, the, 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 the earth was formed by, a, uh, you, know, uh, you know, this or that, and every animal come, you know, went, from, went from goo to the zoo to you. Okay, maybe not. Some people want to, you know, and you'd probably say, no, no, wait a minute. No, no, God made that. God designed that, right? And some people might look at you, and they might want to argue, might mm, stare at you, go, what? You go, no, God made that. Now, the point I'm trying to make is that's an expression of faith. We understand that the worlds or the ages were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen, even these things we're seeing, amen, they were not made by things which are visible. In other words, it was God that spoke His Word, Poosh, and it was, praise God. And we believe that. That's an expression of faith. We have a conviction. Amen. That God did this. Amen. Right? Isn't that right? God did this. Praise God. Now, so you're the, actually the first one mentioned in chapter 11. Smile over big at your neighbor. How do you even know it was in there, man? All right. All right. So let's go now. Let's take a look at some others here. Verse uh, 4 here. Let's jump into verse 4. Praise the Lord. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Uh, through which he obtained witness uh, that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through, and through it, he being dead still speaks. All right, talking about this Abel. All right, so verse is it also, let's see, is it just verse 4? might be just verse 4. Okay, so this word excellent here. This word here uh, means uh, more in quantity or quality. It means the major portion or the greater part or the best of, okay? In other words, what we see here, Abel didn't hold anything back. When he offered up his sacrifice, that was the whole deal between Cain and Abel. Wasn't that the deal? Abel just offered up his best, you know. And Cain, you know, got jealous because God received Abel. Come on, somebody. And through that whole situation, we had our first murder, right? All came out of this thing here, but it just, Abel offered up his best. Well, he is mentioned in the hall of faith, amen, because of, uh, you know, his faith con uh, toward God. So how did he express his faith? By giving his best. Sometimes when you stop and you think about it, you don't even realize that's, that's an expression of faith. I give my best. I give the first part even. You know, uh, you, know you, give, you give the first part of your income. You give the first part of your day, the first part of your week, the first consideration in a decision. All of this, what are you doing is you're giving the top, that which is off the top, that which is the best. Come on, somebody. You're giving, praise God, the best part. Are you still with me? And you don't even realize how much of that right there is an expression of faith. Amen. So Abel is mentioned because of his willingness to give his all and to give his best. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, give your best. Okay, let's go. Let's look at uh, verse 5 here. Okay, so let's just keep moving through it here. Okay, by faith Enoch. Okay, here's another one here. So now we got Enoch. Okay, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. Uh, for before he was taken, he had this testimony. In other words, this witness, right? This expression that he pleased God. I mean, that's a good thing, right? He brought satisfaction. That's that same word we read earlier, to bring satisfaction unto his heart. So uh, he pleased God. Verse 6 now says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is, amen, and that he is, uh, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay, now what happened with, with, uh, with Enoch? Uh, if we remember back in Genesis 5, Enoch, um, you know, uh, the word says Enoch walked with God. Okay, now actually you'll find that the majority of your patriarchs in this chapter, you're going to find a verse in there somewhere that says that they walked with God. They fellowship and commune with God. Literally just means to, to have conversation with. Literally means small talk. So every day Enoch communicated with the Lord. Just talked with the Lord like they were best friends. Are you still with me? And that's how it starts, all right? So Enoch was willing to talk or probably willing to walk and commune with, with the living God, praise God. That's what he did. So do you realize that every time you stop and just communicate with God, amen, that's releasing faith. That's an expression. Because when you stop and you think about it, it says, for those, uh, you know, those that come to him must believe that he is. It literally just means that he's present. So those that come to him believe that he's present, or you wouldn't be coming to him. Come on. So obviously, there is a, a faith or a belief that when you start to communicate, amen, to fellowship with Him, that He's present. See, it's an expression, right? So it's an expression. So believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Praise God. In other words, praise God. There's benefits to, to communicating with Him. You're believing in that, praise God. Amen. Believing in those promises that are available. Uh, in fact, the word, if you put that verse uh, 6 back up there again, Ben, it says, but without faith, that word um, without faith, um, it's actually, you know, we uh, you know, think of like it's whether you have it or don't have it, but the word uh, without here literally means uh, to be outside of faith, like it's a place. So he's bringing out that this place of faith in, in this verse here, he's bringing out that being outside of faith. And when you start thinking about this thing of just communing with God, you know, so what do you want to be? You want to be outside of this place of faith or inside this place of faith? Inside. Now, just it's, I know it's just a little simple thing, but just another way sometimes to stir your thinking that every time you communicate and fellowship with Him, it's like you're stepping into that place of faith. So it becomes another expression. So just the times when you communicate and talk with God, walking with Him and fellowship with Him, it's you expressing faith. Now, I'm trying to show you something here. You'd be amazed how many times you express faith and don't even know it. I mean, it's just, you know, sometimes we, we get to talking about faith and believing for certain things, and we get, we, because we kind of limit ourselves in our own thinking or we get tripped up by certain things, not even realize that you're, you're walking in faith all the time anyway. It took faith just to sit in that chair. Now, if you've ever had a chair fall out from under you, you might be more apt to, now I'm just saying, but you don't even realize how much you actually walk in faith in things. And so when God says, you know, trust me in this, it shouldn't be out of the norm for you because it's just another place to step into faith because, hey, I'm used to being in there anyway. Are you still with me? All right. Praise God. So, praise God. So Enoch, 
Amen. Was willing to walk and commune with the living God, praise the Lord. He walked with God, talked with God, fellowship with God. And so every time you do that, it's an expression of faith. All right, let's talk about Noah. Praise the Lord. Verse 7, by faith, Noah, everybody say Noah. Noah, Noah being divinely warned of things uh, not yet seen, moved with godly fear, okay, or reverence, okay, uh, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which, he, uh, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. So in that verse there, of course, again, going back to Genesis, and we see the whole story lay out there. But, I mean, it, he was, he, by faith, so he expressed faith in a way. Come on, somebody. So Noah expressed faith. He was willing to stay motivated for the unseen things. Here's how we get that. Okay, verse 7 again. Being divinely warned of things not yet seen, he was moved or motivated, come on, with godly fear or reverence or respect, okay? So he, praise God, was motivated, amen, through a godly reverence toward God because God had asked him to do this. He followed through with it. How many know that did not happen overnight? Most of your scholars will believe, I mean, we're talking it's like 100 years to build that boat. So it took a while to do. And you can imagine, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, uh, you know, he's building a boat. Nobody had ever seen that before or seen that done. And, especially, and, he, and, you know, he was building it, you know, out there on dry land. And we can all, you know, we can all imagine, but, you know, the ridicule and the things that people, what are you doing? What are you building? Huh? Yeah, what's, the, what's all this? I mean, what, what, are you, what are you talking about, this flood thing? Or, well, I don't, uh, you know. Well, he, he was still motivated the whole time. Why? Based on a respect and an awe toward God. Remember, it's an expression. Amen. He stayed motivated. He stayed locked on. Even though, even though we're not seeing, we're, we're, just, we're just pressing in for something, even though we still don't see yet with our own eyes. Come on, somebody. Sometimes just staying motivated. Sometimes when you just take a stand, it could be something at home going on, and you just say, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, I'm just going to believe God and continue to stand, not even realize how much of that is really an expression of faith. Are you still with me? So Noah was willing to stay motivated for the unseen things, praise God. Amen. He continued to believe in the unseen regardless of how things looked in the seen realm, right? Still with me? Hallelujah. So praise the Lord. So he stayed motivated. Amen. Sometimes just by staying motivated. Amen. I just do it. It's, you know, I just, just going to keep moving forward, keep believing God, you know. And, and I know this is an expression because I've had people say it, and probably some of you have had too, or somebody say, say to you, I just don't know how you can keep on going. How do you keep doing that? Just keep moving. Just keep going. So obviously it's an expression, right? So Noah kept going. He kept doing, praise God. So it became an expression of faith. God Marks him down as a man of faith, praise God, amen, based on his expression, amen, of just staying motivated, amen, loving God, amen, by just staying at it, praise God, amen, hallelujah. All right, now, of course, we know there's a whole lot more to Noah's life, but uh, anyway, we're just kind of take, take the little nugget out of each one and move forward. So verse 8 now, all right, how about Abraham? How I many know Abraham was a, a father of our faith, the word says, right? And Abraham actually had a few expressions, amen. 
that we're going to find out here. Uh, but verse 8 says this, By faith, Abraham obeyed, okay, when he was called to go out. All right? So Abraham was willing to do, amen, right? He was willing to follow God when God led. In fact, that comes out of uh, Genesis 12. We see where, where God called him out from where he was and pointed him in a direction, praise God, right? So he was willing to obey when God called him out to the place uh, which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, there we go, not knowing where he was going. In other words, he'd never been there. Now, he wasn't ignorant because he was following what God had led, but he, he'd never been to where he's going. And he's just moving forward because God said, move forward, go do it. So we see Abraham, one of his expressions was just a willingness just to do when a leading comes and to follow it, praise God. Are you still with me? You know, sometimes when, you just, when the Spirit of God might just say something to you like, you know, how about uh, this would be a good time just to not say anything. And you go, you know what, I just think I should be quiet right now. And the Spirit of God goes, way to go, you man of faith, you woman of faith, you. Because you're willing to do, amen, and to follow something that He leads you to do. Amen. Sometimes we think the only time God leads is when He says, go, go witness to that person. No, sometimes God just says, shut thy mouth. Am I right? Sometimes, you know, it's just, how about be kind? You know? And sometimes it might be just something that simple. Amen. Abraham was called to leave where he was, leave his family, move forward. Amen. So he, he heads out and moves forward. Amen. And he gets, goes down in the record books as a man of faith. Praise God. By faith, verse 9, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob and the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited uh, for the city which, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. In other words, praise God, just like you and me, we're believing for one day, amen, there's a city we're going to step into. Come on, somebody. By faith, we believe that. And so what we're going to do is we're going to keep serving God. We're going to keep following God, amen, because good little sheep, praise God, follow their shepherd. Come on, somebody. Why? Because they know His voice, and they hear His voice, and they follow His voice, praise God. And uh, so anyway, praise God. So we follow the voice. We, we, every time we know God's leading, that's what we do. And, and it's just another expression of faith. We're trusting in Him. We're relying on Him. Am I right? I mean, how many times, you know, you, you know the Spirit of God leads you to do something, you think, now, I don't think I'd have done that, but the Spirit of God says, let's do this, and you do that, and you go, whoo, praise the Lord, I did that. Or maybe for some people, it's like, whoo, praise us. I wish I would have done that. <laughs> amen. But, amen, every time you do follow God, amen, it's amazing uh, how much, uh, how, you know, we got bragging rights now a little bit, praise God, because look what God did, praise the Lord. And it becomes an expression of faith. Look at your neighbor and say, you can do this. Amen. I mean, sometimes when you start looking at this, you, really, you don't even realize how much we actually express faith. Amen. We're actually living by faith. We're doing this. Amen. Sometimes we have a tendency to look at our walk of faith, and we might think, 
gosh, I got so much work yet to get, uh, I can't do all this. It's just, man, I got to believe and I got to trust and uh, walk in confidence and uh, I got to rely on God. Uh, you don't even realize you've been doing it all day. It's just in other areas. Come on. You don't even realize how much you're probably walking in faith. Amen. And so, you know, sometimes you just have to understand that you can actually do this. It's just in certain areas, you just got to be willing to step into that place and just keep doing it in that area too. Amen. Sometimes that's all it is. Still with me? Yeah. All right. Well, how about Sarah? All right. Sarah, uh, she, did, uh, she did some cool things too. Come on now. All right. So by faith, verse 11, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. Uh, and she bore a child when she was past the age. Come on. Uh, now, not, probably most women nowadays are not going to be believing for that. My wife will not be believing for that. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, she, uh, at this time, had never had a child. And, of course, we know, we know the story. Uh, uh, the Lord told Abraham that uh, this was what was going to happen. And he got a hold of it before she did. But eventually she got a hold of it. And then she went out to Walmart and bought the T-shirt that said baby with an arrow. Amen. So anyway, praise the Lord. So Sarah did get it. See, Sarah, by faith, it says here, uh, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because, here we go, she judged him faithful who had promised. Okay? So there was somewhere in there she had an expression of faith, okay? So what was Sarah's expression, all right? And, and this is, you may, you know, I mean, you can get other things out of this, but here's how I, I see it. Sarah was willing to comply and change. Because at first she struggled with it, right? And she thought, you know, she thought you know, her old man was out in the sun too long. Right? What you talking this baby stuff, dude? What you, dude? And then the whole thing went down with Hagar and, our, you know, that whole situation. But anyway, uh, you know, and that was a whole mess, and we're still dealing with some of that mess. But anyway, the point is, um, pretty soon she realized, hmm, maybe there is something to this. And then she heard a conversation, the Lord, with her husband. Come on. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Word even says that she chuckled inside, and uh, God called her on it. But what was going on is this understanding, could this be? Could I really have a child? And she connected with it. Amen. She, she, amen. she obviously had a change, right? She complied to it and had a change. Sometimes, you know, when God is growing us up, just a little, you know, this is a good year to talk about this because sometimes just complying and changing once in a while, you don't even realize by just doing that is an expression of faith. Has anybody arrived yet? None of us have arrived yet. So hopefully we're all still making some adjustments and changes. Come on, somebody. And especially as you begin to learn and begin to grow, 
you know, we, you know, little things, you just realize, you know, hey, you know, I need to be doing a little more of this and a little less of that, or, or I need to be pressing in a little bit uh, more about this thing and, and not just shelving this, but rather pull that thing off the shelf, blow off the dust, praise God, get back after it again or something. I mean, whatever it is that God begins to talk to you about, but just complying and making adjustments to grow in God, don't even realize how much that is an expression of faith in God. Look at your neighbor and say, see, I told you you had some. <laughs> Hallelujah. Has anybody ever made a change? Anybody ever grew up a little bit? Yes. Amen. I don't know if that was proper English, but you get the point. Amen. Hallelujah. So, amen, if anybody's ever grown up a little bit, praise God, not even realizing by making some changes and adjustments. Amen. That's what happened here with Sarah. She was willing to comply and to change. Amen. I believe she considered things, reevaluated things, resolved, conceived, hallelujah, made a transition, praise God, and all of a sudden, praise God, she's got a baby. Nine months later, praise ye the Lord. We all know how that works, right? I'll leave that alone. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm just saying, when you, you think about it, Ah, ah, it happened. See, she, I believe, mm -hmm, I'm believing. All right. Well, she got in the book. That would have been a bummer if Abraham made it and she didn't. But Sarah got in the book, praise God. All right, praise the Lord. Everybody say, yay, Sarah. Yay, Sarah. All right, praise the Lord. Let's, let's go down here. We're going to look, uh, verse 17, jump down to verse 17, just for sake of time here. Let's jump back and talk a little bit more about Abraham. By faith, Abraham... When he was tested, offered up Isaac. Remember that whole situation, offer up his son. And uh, he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Okay. Now, just for whatever it's worth, you have to understand that... Uh, you know, when God asked him to offer up what was most dear to him, you have to understand, well, God wasn't looking to kill kids. God, had, he had a plan. And because he was willing to offer him up, the word says later, he was willing to offer up his only begotten son. Okay, anyway, the point being is, there's, see, there's a reason for some of this. And, of course, when he was getting ready to do it, of course, God stopped him, praise God. And there was a ram stuck in the thicket right there, praise the Lord, and they offered up the ram, praise the Lord. Now, amen, <sighs> here he is willing to give his best, amen, willing to give his best. And uh, that to me is kind of what we're seeing here in this with Abraham again, uh, is Abraham's willing to offer up to God the thing that is most precious to him. Amen. Offer up the thing that's most precious. And, uh, you know, for some that have done that kind of thing, you, you understand what I'm talking about. Amen. thing that was dear to you, but at the same time, amen, you're willing to say, you know, Lord, you're more dear to me than that is. Amen. And depending on what it is, I, I could talk all day about different things that could be. It could be things. It, it could be just willingness just to, to walk by faith concerning your family. I'm just offering up my family. Amen, Lord. Not that you're walking away from your family. Come on now. But I'm just saying you're willing to say, you know what, Lord, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and get all worried and worked up about all this. I offer them up to you. Amen. They're dear to me. But, Lord, you know what you're doing. Amen. Come on, somebody. 
Now, there's all kinds of things. We can go all, all, all through all this. Amen. So he was willing to offer up the thing that was most dear to him. Now, the point uh, that I was going to make here, because it even kind of brings out here, um, he, uh, he was able to raise him up, concluding that God was able to raise him up. Uh, you know, the Scripture says that he could even see his son being raised up from the ashes. And actually, he was so willing to offer up because he knew he was the promised child. So he knew that whatever was going to happen that day, he was going to see a miracle. He literally thought he was actually going to offer him up on the altar, you know, burn him at the altar, and watch him being raised up from the ashes. Now that's, that's some faith. Come on now. Look at your neighbor and say, don't you go doing that. Not with your kid, that is. Amen. But. We do, we should be willing to everything that's dear to us be able to hold that up before God and say, Lord, you're more important to me than this thing. Come on, right? We should be able to do that. Amen. Now, um, you know, the cool thing about it is God right there had a, had a, had a way, had a plan. Amen. He didn't have to offer up his son. Uh, didn't have to kill his son, I mean. Uh, but now think about this. His son, the word even brings out, he was um, literally tied and laying on the altar. He wasn't just a little boy anymore either, okay? He, he, know, he knew what was going on, you know? Dad, where's the, where's the sacrifice? He said, um, he'll provide. And, you know, about the time he started figuring out he's being tied up, <laughs> now let's lay you on the altar. He's thinking, I'm the sacrifice. Anybody hear me? Now, I just have to bring that out. Okay, because the next verse, verse uh, 20 says, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Of course, but the first thing that Isaac did was willingness to follow. Come on. <laughs> Willing to offer, offer himself up. Uh, okay, just, okay, whatever. But I just, he was willing to lay down his own life. He, he had that much faith, not only in his God, but in his dad. Amen. With his faith in his God, come on, that he was willing even to lay down his own life. There was no fight. And I'm just saying, okay, I mean, it, may, it might seem morbid talking about some of this, but I mean, if I went to tie up my son, probably wouldn't win. Okay. He'd say, Dad, you're kooky. Leave me alone. If you do it again, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Isaac was willing to let him do that and obviously got to see a great miracle. Come on, somebody, by the ram stuck in the thicket. Amen. So first and foremost, I'd like to at least bring that out and give Isaac a little yay. Come on, everybody say yay, Isaac. Yay. Hallelujah, because he was willing to lay down his own life for that. But here's what the verse, this verse here brings out, his willingness to see beyond the present. Okay. Isaac was willing, praise God, as he got older, praise God, now he's got his own kids, Jacob and Esau. And so it says that concerning the things to come. So he blessed him concerning things to come. Now we all know, uh, if you kind of read the story, there was a little bit of deception that happened there with Jacob and, and all how that whole thing went down. But you have to understand something. Isaac still spoke what God gave him to spoke or to speak. There we go. All right? Right? So he still spoke what God gave him to speak. 
even though there's a little bit of deception going on. And we could say, well, you know, the whole, that whole thing was, uh, you know, was, you know, was done. But you got to remember, God, amen, gave him what to say, and he spoke it. So he was willing. This is why I just look at it. He was willing to look beyond the moment, look, come on, and begin to make a declaration based on what he saw ahead. Come on, something that takes faith to do that kind of stuff. Amen. You know, sometimes we pray over folks and uh, we, you know, sometimes get a word of the Lord and speak something over somebody, and it takes faith to do that kind of thing. And it takes faith to believe that when the word of the Lord came. Amen. So anyway, uh, you know, you see faith being released. Now, obviously, it was an expression of faith because it's mentioned. Okay. So uh, again, uh, Isaac was willing not only to lay down his own life early on in life there, but later on when he had his own family, was willing to see beyond the present, praise God. In fact, the Amplified in that verse says this, With eyes of faith, Isaac, looking far into the future, invoked the blessing upon them. So even though all this stuff was going on, the deception thing happening at that moment, he was still looking far beyond and then made a declaration as God as he saw it. So anyway, it's... Uh, anyway. Praise the Lord. See, you might have things, and the reason this is, this is important because you might have things happening right now around going on in the natural, and if you're just willing just to trust God and to look ahead, amen, remember, for the joy that was set before Him, for the Lord, He was willing to lay down His own life, right? For the joy that was set before Him. He, even though all this was happening, He was willing to look ahead. Praise God. And so I think about just, how many times, you know, we're moving along, doing things, and you might have this happening, this happening, this going on, this going on, but you're willing to look ahead and know, praise God, what God's going to do uh, around, the, around the turn, up, around the bend up here, praise God. If I just keep trusting Him, amen, and don't even realize how much you're releasing faith for that. Still with me? How many got things ahead you're believing for? Amen. How many, uh, how, how many would say that the things you're believing for ahead ain't looking like they're manifesting just yet? Right? I mean, there's, there is. Just, now, some of you are getting some great breakthroughs and some great victories, and, and praise the Lord. You should be constantly getting those, getting those little notches on the belt, so to speak, a bunch of successes. But you know as well as I do, if you got your faith out there or anything, amen, you know there are certain things that you're still believing for, still pressing in for, and maybe the natural doesn't even look like, it, uh, like anything like it, but you know, praise God, God has something in store for you up ahead. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. It takes faith to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say, keep walking in faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, so let's look at the next one here. So that was Isaac. How about Jacob? Verse 21. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, uh, blessed each of his sons, Joseph, uh, each of the sons of Joseph, pardon me, and worshiped leaning on the top of his staff. So what, what's, this is an expression of faith, obviously. So Jacob, amen, it says here, uh, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, okay? In other words, he was in, basically passing on lineage, okay? He's being an influencer right now, looking to the, in, this, in this next generation. So it's kind of the same thing about looking beyond, but really, in all honesty, it was more than just looking, you know, ahead. Jo Jacob was literally looking beyond himself. Come on. It says here, by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning on the top of his staff. In other words, he wasn't, it wasn't just, just that he was seeing something ahead. He was also looking beyond himself. Think about all that happened with Jacob and all the stuff, that whole scenario, how everything laid out. And it had been real easy just to 
you know, a few things in there that just didn't quite happen like it should, and a few things maybe had happened based on deception. Come on. And yet God was still brought forth a lineage, amen, through, uh, remember that whole deal that happened with Joseph. Remember he thought he lost Joseph, and right, and all that kind of everything. And now he's got, now he's blessing the sons of Joseph. I mean, there's just so much that happens in there, but it's, it's a man looking beyond, amen, the moment, but at the same time looking beyond himself. That even though all this stuff, you know, think about the, just, I guess I, I think about um, what Jacob went through when it came time to, like, losing uh, Joseph. And, um, you know, you know how your head wants to play tricks with you. And, you know, think he lost his son and the whole scenario that played out, of course, it was the sons that, or the other sons that sold him. Hello, but he just, you know, I mean, just think about all the, the times that you sit there and the warfare that goes on in your own head thinking it's always happened because of my own stinking deceptions and lies I did and the things I did. And, I mean, all that kind of stuff that could just bombard you. And you know as well as I do, there are times, man, you're, you're trying to move forward and the, the, the past or the mistake or, or the issue or the circumstance uh, is trying to scream at you louder than, than, than what you're pressing in for. Come on, somebody. And sometimes you think you ain't worthy of stepping beyond where you're at because of you're here because of what you did or, or whatever. And you have to understand, you have to look past that. It takes faith to look past that. Looks faith, it takes faith to put your past behind you. It takes faith to step forward and reach forward, amen, letting go of those things behind. It takes faith to do that, amen. Well, anyway, that's an expression of faith. All right, well, anyway, how about verse 22? By faith, Joseph, everybody say Joseph, all right? So here's Joseph now. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Now, you think of everything Joseph did, and what are we going to put him in the book for? Because of his faith, when he told him, listen, when we're all getting out of here, because you're all going to get out of here. And when you get out of here, you ain't leaving my bones. Take my bones with you. I'm just saying, right? I mean, of all the things he could have mentioned of, of Joseph and, and his faith, right? I mean, my goodness. But yet, you know, it's mentioned that his faith, he had such faith knowing that when you're all leaving, taking the bones. See, because he knew one day you're all leaving this place. You ain't going to be stuck in, in Egypt your whole life. I mean, your whole, I mean, for, for all eternity. One day you're all walking out of here. And it was 400 years later. Actually, 430 years later. And yet, it must have released faith because they all remembered, oh, yeah, go get the bones. <laughs> they didn't carry anybody else's bones. In 430 years, there's a lot of bones, right? I'm just saying. Anyway, all right. So, amen. So, uh, we see in Joseph's life, but we actually, it kind of does connect with everything else, too, because his willingness to hang on to his promise, amen, and to his dream. Amen. And you saw that all through his life. Amen. Right. I mean, he hung on, saw a dream. Amen. He must have hung on to it. Amen. Even through the whole deal, through being sold into slavery uh, at Potiphar's house and, and then, the, then, then lied about and, and put in prison and then overlooked and, and everything that happened, uh, he still stayed connected. We really don't see anywhere in there where, where Joseph, uh, you know, had a 
a rage of a fit or some kind of thing and started bad-mouthing God or, uh, you know, or, 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 you know, punching out another guard or, or uh, you know, or, pun- you know what I mean, get, get in a fight with Potiphar or something like that or, or try to kill his wife because of her lying and... I'm just saying, we don't see any of that kind of stuff. So obviously, along the line, he knew enough how to hang on to what God was showing him. And he knew one day, you're all going to be walking out of Egypt free. And he said, make sure you take my bones. So his willingness to, amen, that's, that was an expression, expression of faith. Amen. Think about um, the dream. The vision, the things that God shows you. Some of you got some, some great ones. Some of you need to get one. But there's things that God showed you, things that God spoke to you in, in times past. Uh, there, there's, uh, you know, you have a, an expectation of something down the road. And, and if you don't watch it, it's easy to just shelf it and uh, to throw it aside. And, and you have to keep it stern in you. Amen. You don't even realize by just keeping that stern in you. Amen. I think we were just talking about Joseph the other day, weren't we, about, uh, you know, the time that, um, I think from the time, the time of the original dream, it was 20 years later that he actually had manifested, but from the time that he, um, from the time of being abducted and then sold into slavery, it was 13 years later. I believe it was 13 years. When you do a time timeline down of everything that happened, how many, you know, this is going on, not even knowing that 13 years from now, you're going to be basically, you know, the most influential man on the planet in 13 years. Then the whole thing happened, like, and then it gets down to like seven years. And from this situation that's going on here, you're seven years away from being the most influential man on the planet. And you're, you're, you're sitting in a jail cell because somebody lied about you. And somebody overlooks you and you don't even realize you're only, you're only a year away from being the most influential person on the planet and you're still sitting in a jail because everybody's overlooked you. I'm just saying, you don't, I mean, so you hang on to these things. It got down to, he's one day away from being called in. No idea. Sitting there one day away. He is literally within 24 hours of being the most influential man on the planet. And he says, well, he's number two under Pharaoh. But Pharaoh says, everything in my household you control except the throne. And I'll listen to anything you have to say. Which means he is the most influential man on the planet. So you don't ever let go of your dreams. Keep them stirring in you, okay? And if you don't have one, get one. <laughs> get a vision. Get a dream for something ahead. Amen. Praise God. Watch God bring it to pass. Amen? Are you still with me or are you bored with all this? All right. How about verse 23? How about Moses, okay? Uh, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents. And actually, to be honest, this verse 23 is more about his parents than him. But by faith, and Moses, all right? So anyway, uh, they saw he was a beautiful child. Uh, they were not afraid of the king's command, so they obviously uh, did not kill him. Praise ye the Lord. That was following God. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused, look at this, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather, everybody say choosing rather, 
Choosing rather uh, to suffer affliction literally means the persecution with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked uh, to the reward, praise God, all right? By faith he forsook Egypt, uh, not fearing the wrath of the king, for uh, he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover, it goes on and on. Okay, these are all, you know, with, with what... Uh, Moses did, all right? So Moses, all right, was willing to let go of a lower life to grab the higher life. But now here's the key, okay? What Moses was willing to do was to refuse. It said he refused to be, and then choosing rather. And you just have to understand that anytime you choose a higher thing or choose a higher, uh, the higher life in God, you're always letting go of something. I mean, you go, you go through it, Okay, to choose, we must refuse, all right? To move ahead, we got to leave behind, right? To increase, there's also some form of decrease in something. Because every time you, you make a decision to let's step a little bit higher in God, amen, then you probably let go of something else to step a little higher. Am I right? I mean, just saying, you know what? I'm going to get up early and start praying. And for you to step up and grab hold of a higher thing, amen, to step into a thing of called prayer meant you had to be willing to let go of a little bit of time. Come on, somebody. Let go of a little bit of sleep, maybe. Come on. It could be something that simple. Not even realizing just by doing that become an expression of faith. Every little step you take higher is willing to let something else just kind of fall off or be done, amen, and all you're doing the whole time is expressing your faith toward God, a love toward God, an expression, amen, praise God, a conviction, an assurance, a reliance, amen, a dependence on God. Are you still with me? Amen. And we see that. Verse, let's jump to verse 30 here, okay? By faith, uh, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had, uh, were encircled for seven days. Now, this is actually about Joshua, right? So, Amen. So we're talking about Joshua's willingness, amen, uh, to by faith, right? So what did Joshua do? Well, Joshua, let's get down here. Joshua was willing to submit to God's simple instruction. All right, so what did he instruct him to do? Okay, when they got to Jericho, right, he said, listen, okay, the first day you're going to circle the camp once, come back to the camp, or circle the walls once, come back to your camp. Next day, do it again. Next day, do it again. Next day, do it that first six days. The seventh day, I want you to go circle that, them walls seven times. And when you're all done, blow the trumpets, amen, and shout the victory shout, and the walls will come down. How many know that's going to take some faith? Am I right? Yeah. Now, Joshua added, God didn't instruct him, but Joshua added to the instructions when he told the people, and nobody's going to say anything until we all scream at the end. Now, he's a smart boy because he knew what happened the last time with Moses. Come on, somebody, because you let him talk, and there's going to be issues. You're going to murmur, you're going to gripe, you're going to complain, and you're going to mess it up because we would all went back to our tent and say, can you believe how stupid this is? This has got to be the most stupid thing in the world. I mean, they throw stuff at us while we're walking around the wall, and they're all, we look like idiots. You all saw Veggie Tales, didn't you? Okay, never mind. We, uh, the little peas. 
Okay, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> the point is, amen, it was a simple instruction. And, you know, when you stop and you think about it, God always gives simple instructions. It's never nothing complicated. It's just simple little things. The problem is our head wants to war with it. We go, walk around the city. What? For six days? And the seventh day do it seven times? And then scream a victory shout? Like, what's that going to do? I mean, we should be charging the, the walls. We should be charging the gates. Beating down walls. Get our, our big old things, throw big balls of fire over the walls and try to burn them out. And hey, you know. No, we're walking around walls going... And then the end, yeah. And what happened? The walls came down. Amen. By faith, right? So sometimes just, it's just a matter of following a little simple instruction. You might be amazed what God will do, right? Amen. So Joshua's willing to submit to God's simple instructions. Amen. Let's go to verse, uh, verse 31. We're just wrapping it up here. There's a bunch of names here. By faith, the harlot Rahab, right? did not perish with those uh, who did not believe. Talking about she was there in Jericho, right? Uh, when she had received the spies with peace, amen. How many know she was saved? So she's listed. Come on now. She was a harlot, right? And she goes down in the Faith Hall of Fame chapter because of an expression of faith. And all she did was save, made sure that those boys were safe while they were spying out the land and made sure they got out okay Amen. And she just basically said, remember me when you come back. Right? And so, get this. She lived on the wall. The walls all came tumbling down. Obviously, all the walls came down except maybe her little piece. And she gets to go with them free. Come on, somebody. And then she's part of the lineage What a, you know, what a restoration. So, I mean, that's a lot bigger miracle than you think it is. So it goes down in history books, praise God. So Rahab was willing to risk her life, amen, for something she believed in, amen. Sometimes just, you know, you're willing just to stand your ground because of something you believe in, amen. How about if I just give you a bunch of them here real quick, all right? Let's look at, uh, it goes down here, verse 32. What more shall we say for the time would fail uh, me to tell you of Gideon? How about Gideon? We talk about Gideon. Gideon was willing to walk in valor and defy the odds. Amen? It took a little bit of convincing, but once he got convinced, the boy goes down in the record books as a man of faith. Praise God, right? Come on. A man of valor and honor. Amen? Come on now. A mighty man of valor, he's called. Amen? How about Barak? A lot of people don't, well, who was Barak, you know? Well, Barak was willing to attach his, or pardon me, to attack his enemy by a word from a prophetess named Deborah. Whew, right? Um, so he basically says, well, Deborah, because uh, she was the, the uh, you know, the prophetess at the time. She was actually uh, a judge over Israel for that time. Everybody say a female judge. Yeah. Come on now. And a prophetess, and she gives the word of the Lord, you go gather up a group, go out there, and you whip their tail. And they went and did what she said. Come on, somebody. 
In fact, uh, he even said, listen, you go with me, I'll, we'll do it. She said, all right. So they go and they do it, but based on a word of the Lord, they go out there and they defeat their enemy. Come on, somebody. So has God ever given you a word about anything? Amen. Just will and praise God to press forward. God says, stand your ground, and you stand your ground. Amen. Why? Because God said, stand your ground. Or God says, attack that sickness with the word of God. And you made it, I'm going to attack that, that sickness with the word of God. Speak the word of God. Not even realize, just every time you do that, you're releasing faith. Another expression of faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that was Breck. Samson, okay. Now, Samson, he's even mentioned. It's amazing. Because the boy was a stinker. Now, he was called of God. Had a huge call. He was literally, he, his call was to defeat the enemy. What a call. You're here on this planet to take out the enemy. That's why you're here. Yeah. But he got a little bit cocky and a little bit, you know, got himself in trouble. And then he ended up, you know, and imprisoned. And in the end, he killed more in his last moment than he did the whole rest of his life, com life combined because he called out to God. And for whatever it's worth, he's mentioned in here. But what did Samson do? He was willing to repent in order to fulfill his call. And even if it meant taking his own life, which he was okay with that, he said, but I want to take him out. I want to do what I'm called to do. And, of course, he did, didn't he? I mean, it's just amazing. But it's mentioned as, a, as an expression of faith. So I think about that to me because when I look at the rest of his life, you know, you see he had the abilities, but he still just wouldn't follow God like he should. But in the end, there was, a, there was like a repentive heart that came forth. So I think how many times maybe just in your moment of just repentant, being repentant about something. Oh, Lord, I know better than this. What am I? Ah, forgive me, Lord. What it, that's an expression of faith. You're trusting God with your life, with your heart. Amen. You're making yourself vulnerable before God. That's an expression of faith. Are you still with me? All right, let's look at this uh, Jephthah, okay? This next guy, right? Some said, well, who is he? <laughs> well, there ain't a lot in there about him, but, but uh, uh, he was willing to forgive in order to fulfill his calling because he was booted out of the family because his mama wasn't everybody else's mama. So the rest of the brothers kicked him out of the family because dad had a fling. Come on, somebody. But yet the boy had abilities. So they kicked him out, and later on they regretted what they did, and they tried to get him back to come and lead and take care to help take the, the enemy out. In his case, he had, to, he had to be able to forgive. Not even really. See, that's an expression of faith. Even you, not only repentive, but learning how to forgive. One brother said it this way. He said, how do you, how do you, you know, how do you, you know, keep moving forward? He says, well, you got to be quick to forgive and quick to repent. So those are two big things. So just learning how to forgive once in a while, don't even realize it, by choosing to forgive is an expression of faith. Amen? How about David, willing to take on a giant, not run away? 
Come on, right? Another things he did. We go all day long on David. How about Samuel? Willing to do every leading regardless of the people that were present. Amen. Even in front of his peers, he would do what God asked him to do. Amen. Later on in front of the king, would do what God asked him to do. Regardless of who was standing there. Regardless of who was in front of him. Amen. Samuel, a man of, man of faith. I just think about just all this. Daniel would have been the next one because if you start looking at the next verse, uh, stop the mouth of lions, and I'll, just, I'll probably stop with Daniel here. But Daniel was willing, praise God, to stand in his convictions regardless of the cost. So I think about these people and all these things in just different ways that here they are mentioned in the Hall of Faith, amen, because of an expression of their faith, amen, and what they did and what God saw it as faith toward Him and in Him, and He lists them in the Word of God, amen, for all of history to know. Isn't that good? Amen. So why don't you all stand up, praise the Lord. Did you get something tonight? Give the Lord a praise, everybody. Come on. Come on now. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, I guess, you know, tonight my heart was just to, to, you know, just really to confirm in all of us, you know, you might be amazed how much faith you've been walking in. So when you start, you know, the Spirit of God starts talking to you about these other areas of your life or other things to maybe take you to a new place, a new, new level, new height in God, you know, understand this, your faith got you where you are. Your faith can get you there. Amen. I mean, if you if anybody can believe, if you can believe that you're going to heaven one day, there ain't anything in that book you can't do. I and mean, when you stop and really think about it, if you can actually have enough confidence and, and faith in God that you're one day going to walk the streets of gold, come on, somebody, then I tell you what, you can believe anything else in that book. And there ain't many Christians that will argue with that. I mean, if I try to take away their heaven, they're going to punch me. <laughs> Amen. Not that I would, but you know. <laughs> praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So did you get something tonight? Yeah. Father, once again, we give you praise and glory. We're thankful. Praise God for a people of faith. Hallelujah. That the just shall live by faith. That's us. Praise God. Living by faith, walking by faith, and not by sight. And, Father, I give you the praise and the glory, hallelujah, that every day we're expressing not only our love for you, but our faith in you. And, Father, we give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a praise, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.